0: hi everyone um welcome i'm actually uh setting up my spotify anchor right now as well and i'll be opening the room with my signature piano i'm waiting for some of my moderators to appear on the stage as well um let me just make sure okay um i've got uh, uh chris i've got neom other folks pinging in and if you can do me a favor um actually we could press that little plus sign at the bottom of the page that would be really 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 great so that way we could um be able to um, get the right people in here. And I'm actually going to be doing the pinging before I start the room as well. It takes a lot backstage to set up these rooms. And uh, we've been running actually this EdTech and Future work room for about six months now. Uh, I was slightly on hiatus sometimes because um, I'm actually still struggling to get um, uh, child (laughs) care sorted. Um, And I know some of you guys that want to be in the back channel as well. So here's a simple way, because I actually don't check clubhouse DMs. So I pinned my Instagram up there so you can find me and send me a DM so you can like find the rooms. And also, uh, if you want to join our back channels, message me as such so they can join the community. But also there is a moderator back channel for those that we moderated with, um, you know, more than several times. We know we can add a lot of value um, in terms of uh, stakeholders, educators, you know, parents, people who are... Um, uh building businesses based on lifelong learning etc so like as i make sure um folks get to the room um just uh help me ping some folks in here um we're having in tech builders um again uh we actually did not have uh have this in tech builders for a while we were doing it in uh, my own club which is the jennifer club um because uh, it was actually clubhouse was having an algorithm issue and uh, i wasn't showing up in the hallway Uh, So people actually can find me better in the Jennifer Club. So we're now uh, refreshing and uh, uh, opening up in Tech Builders. And I'm actually going to also let other folks who are not uh, Tech Builders members also in as well. Um, So uh, making sure that pinging folks a room. So after I've exhausted my pins, um, which is just going through the line and just pinning, uh, pinging people that I uh, know would love being in this room in, uh, then I'm going to start um, piano to open the room. So I'm actually going to play some Disney tonight because uh, I usually play classical, and then uh, actually since I last had the room with you guys, I actually won an International Chopin piano, uh, International Avenue Chopin piano competition. I got the award from the Polish consulate. My daughter also won for her division. She played non-Chopin. Uh, so actually to take a break from Chopin, I'm going to just sight read some Disney tonight. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's called uh, uh a dream is a wish your heart makes so i'll be playing that momentarily after I exhaust my pins if you guys can also help me ping folks to the room so that the other moderators can find their way in that would be great um i'm gonna make sure now that uh, uh katie is a moderator as well and then guys uh chris Niam, i know you guys are in our regular back channel if you can let the other mods know that the room has started then um you guys can get people in while i um, play the piano because uh, I, uh, I unfortunately only have two hands, so I can't like keep pinging and also WhatsApping and and doing all these other things. So appreciate if you guys can help me out there. And Katie, you too. I think you're in that back channel. So go ahead and help me out. Thank you. <laughs> a little different i don't usually open with disney um (laughs) okay so um tonight uh uh where actually the podcast will be available um later on uh uh, the new sheet capital family office site as well as um, my personal site which is uh, a genclub.com and uh, you'll be able to see it up there as well as some of the others. I'm actually about a month behind on loading up some of the other podcasts. So I know some of you guys uh, have been asking for it, but some of them will be going up. And I'm a little bottlenecked by lack of childcare at night when I'm actually doing clubhouse rooms. So I hope you guys can understand and uh, forgive me. So to- today we're going to be talking about, I hope you can still hear me because I got the red bar of death. But um, today we're going to be talking about um, tips for learning better. So why don't we do some mod intros and then... Um, Uh, I will give, I'll actually give one tip after my mod intro. So my top tip. Okay, so um, I would like to, if you guys can also give your tip and then other folks in the room can also raise your hands and get in on this discussion. So my quick intro is I'm Jennifer Chang-Lo. I'm a serial exited entrepreneur and an investor for my family office, Nushi Capital. And uh, I uh, just, actually this week, um, one of my other portfolio companies is, uh, and funds is actually becoming a listed company, so quite excited. And then two weeks back, um, there were two of our portfolio companies that did 100 million rounds, and we topped up. And also, yeah, uh, you know, one's on its way to becoming an official unicorn soon, and it's in the health tech space. Um, and we actually have three more um, IPOs coming up in the next, I think, uh, let's say three to six months. Um, as well as some acquisitions being announced amongst our portfolio. So really excited because it all is uh, has, has to do with impactful tech. Uh, one of the things I think is most impactful that we have been investing in and also creating and building in is in education EdTech. tech, because I always say that we are our own unrenewable resource, not just our children, but humanity itself. This is an unrenewable resource. So it's very important that we know how we can learn better, how we can live better, how we can work better, how we can teach better. And actually, I think one of the best ways um, I learn is by by teaching and even having rooms like this where I get to riff. So my top tip, there's actually a five I have, is um, to know um, to know your basics. And when I say basics, I mean, it's not just like ABCs, but it's really important to have foundational knowledge and to recognize when you have gaps in knowledge. So basically, um, oh, uh, can you guys close the kitchen? Um, Irene, can you close the kitchen door? Mm, Okay, the alarm is going off there. I hope you guys can still hear me. But in any case, uh, uh, basically, if you're having struggles with something like I'm not good. I've never been actually I've been actually better than average at things like math and, and coding, but I'm nothing compared to my kids um, at coding. So one thing I, I try to do is like if I'm already good at something like piano, I don't spend that much time on it. I actually don't practice at all. But coding, I'm not that good at it. So I, I, I sit on my daughter's Roblox coding courses. I try to learn and I try to find those gaps in my knowledge and make sure I know my basics. And that way I can pick up more advanced concepts and other things faster with time after I have those, that foundation and that structure in. And then the other thing I do to sort of build off of that is that I um, try to kind of crowdsource and discuss and try to uh, learn and collaborate with others. So that way I can um, kind of catch up to speed faster. That was one of the things I had to do when I learned how to mint my own NFTs, for example. Um, I made sure that like, okay, I learned all the sort of necessary protocols and then I could supervise the engineers, then minting my NFT. Um, so, I mean, I still can't, I still have to like do it with some others, but one way by learning is by doing and to work with different people, different sources, and also to do things in different ways. So, um, and that was one of the things I picked up as a, a pianist, as a kid, I realized like, okay, I have to memorize something visually, but that wasn't hard. Cause I had a photographic memory and then I had to memorize things audio. And then measure. um, Then finally, the final key to piano memorization that I realized was to my uh, to be able to do things kinesthetically, and also across different pianos. So I would actually even do like uh, uh, I I would play on different surfaces, and then make sure like uh, I was just making it very difficult for myself. So I would like actually I would put a blanket over the piano. I would muffle the sound. So make sure that I would get to the bottoms of the keys. And then the other thing I would do to I don't want to say handicap myself, but to make it harder for myself. So that way I could aim at, you know, 150% and be hitting 150 for 50% and then at the performance it'd be 120% and not have errors is that I would actually um put like gloves on myself to slow my fingers down and uh, do sort of other tricks to make sure it was technically okay. Because my weak part was the technical. Um, and I was actually just, I knew I could win on sheer musicality, but sometimes for some of these uh, pieces, if you're playing like Liz Tang Rhapsody, for example, then I would make it more difficult for myself to make sure I would hit that goal, like. 1000% of the time, instead of just, you know, 98% of the time. So that's what I would do to improve my consistency. Okay, so the, that's a little bit on me. I'm going to pass it over now to um, uh, uh, Chris. But also remember, if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing, you can send me a message on Instagram, I don't really check my clubhouse DMs. And then uh, I'll make sure to get you into the right um, back channel group for both the community and the moderating of this regular podcast. Over to Chris, he's been a mainstay and then uh, welcome to the stage to gay Katie, uh, Deborah and Dr. Beth.
1: quite holistically, with agility, business agility, uh, understanding complexity and complex systems, um, distributed working, which obviously has become a little more important these days. Um, But actually, my my main core skill set is modelling human learning um, and and engagement. So, this is a particular interest. And I have to apologise just before I kind of start, um I've just had a very sudden work meeting drop in in the very imminent future, so I'm not going to be able to be here for very long, which is um, a little annoying because I, I was looking forward to this. But with that in mind, i can I can certainly give a, a few tips that that I understand and and that may um be helpful. now i I know Jen, you said that there were potentially ten tips. Um, I'm quite happy to go through ten or i can I can drop it down to less. So, um, uh, uh, well, whatever yeah. fits your
0: schedule, and Chris, you already, uh, my one of my other tips, which was coming up about consistency, you're already espousing that value. You are showing up, you've been in my rooms on a weekly basis almost, except for when we both have, um, you know, um, talked to each other about like, hey, we're not, so that is like amazing and you're setting you know expectations and other things so do as many tips as you'd like and if you want to dive deep on any other tip that would be perfect and I know you do have a time constraint so appreciate you always Chris thank you
1: oh, thank you Jen so um, okay I'll, I'll, I'll mention a few things then um, along with a couple of final tips that are that are my own tips that I've, I've kind of developed but I think uh, I can run through very quickly and then I can talk a little bit more about them Um, One of the first things that I think that we need to have is an awareness uh, and that includes starting to understand the safety element or the psychological safety for us to be able to learn. Now this is naturally part of learning, this is just something that's part of the preparation for us to to be able to learn properly, if you like. Um, I can go into a lot more detail another time, anyone's more than welcome to talk to me at any point, but psychological safety usually um, works in four stages of inclusion, The safety to learn, then the the safety or ability to contribute, and then finally the the safest kind of area, which is challenge. So, depending on the level of psychological safety, that that can actually affect how prepared people will be to learn or how prepared you are um, to learn things. So, that's something to be aware of. And I think on the back of that, understanding that teaching and learning are a reciprocal cycle, you never really stop doing both of them, they are completely interdependent. If you think that you don't need to do either one of those, you're probably not doing either one very well. Um, you know, if, if you meet a teacher who says, I'm the master of my art, and, and I don't need to learn anything else, that probably means that they're going to be left behind at some point in terms of information or, or whatever. Um, but, so knowing what learning is, is, is crucial. And, and realistically, when you look at this in a neuroscientific way, learning is nothing more than stimulus. Um, creating neural connections now it depends on which part of the brain this happens in for example if it happens in your motor cortex that's what we refer to as muscle memory that's exactly what Jen was talking about in terms of training with gloves and so forth you're you're trying to create that muscle memory so that things become more autonomous and and this dives into OODA loops which is observation orientation decision and action which is how we operate there's all sorts of really interesting stuff there but I I won't go into that now but the, the upshot of it is when you look at this neuroscientifically actually what what's most important to learning is uh, engagement because the engagement is actually the key humans are learning machines we're exceptionally good at it and we're actually very good at getting in our own way so that's something to to be aware of if you're aware of that at a kind of conscious level it makes it easier for you to start trying to get out of your own way if, if that makes sense So leading on from that then in terms of the engagement, there are two specific types of engagement that we need to consider when we're understanding how we are going to learn. And one of those is general context. When I speak about general context, I'm talking about culture, and I'm talking about our native language. Depending on the native language that you speak, is how your thoughts will be formed. So somebody who speaks Chinese as a native language will literally think differently to me as a native English speaker. So you do have to take that into account, that how things are framed in terms of your cultural identity and your native language are going to be interpreted differently. There's a subjective element always to learning, obviously. Um, Humans learn very well collaboratively, and I would always encourage people to learn in a collaborative rather than competitive sense, because Whilst competition does drive this, in collaboration, other people will ask the questions that you didn't know that you had. So that's of enormous value. So I would always try to stay collaborative when when you're learning. Um, And then we talk about the specific context, which of course is your individual upbringing, your individual neurology. We've talked about this before, of course, I'm a big advocate of neurodiversity as somebody who's autistic. Um, And I'm very well aware that I learn differently from many other people, but everyone learns slightly differently because of your upbringing, because of your neurology, because of the schools that you went to, and and so on and so forth. So understanding your own strengths and weaknesses helps you with that kind of learning. And, And here are a couple of my my personal context-free tips that you can use if you like. Um, Spaced learning is a technique that's been around since probably the 1930s, I think it was first understood, and it's actually part of how we we learn as children. Um, If you repeat things at greater and greater intervals, your brain is an analogue device and it allows information to sink down further into your long-term memory right out of your short-term memory. So if you repeat something and then you go to something else and then you come back and you repeat it again a little later and then you come back even later and you repeat it again, it's a very quick and easy way, relatively quick, but easy way for things to sink in. And that links to the second one, which I like to call mental parsley, which is the ability to actually switch contexts and then come back and refresh your mental palette. That's why I call it parsley. It's like having it between courses of meals, I guess. Um, if you are focused on something you can only really focus for about 45 minutes as as an adult it's even less when you're a child um, in terms of pure focus and concentration so if you break away from it and do something else and then come back it's like a mental reset that's kind of how we watch films that are three hours long when we've only got a 45 minute attention span we look at our phones or we look around or we do something else and it breaks that focus cycle and allows us to refocus so taking breaks very often is really, really important for learning. And, you know, that's why not working at your desk at lunch is also a very good idea, just as an example. So there are some kind of overall um, um, tips that I would uh, like to, to offer. And then very quickly, I can add six tips that are actually part of the same cycle, which I think are really important for this. If you want to learn about something, there needs to be some kind of interest. This is how we develop hobbies. This is how we develop passions. This is how we develop careers. There has to be some kind of interest there. But interest is not the same as inspiration, and that's really important to understand as well. I'm very interested in the fact that um, you know, there's a large, uh, there's a, a genus of large canopy beetle um, called Agra. And scientists have been amusing themselves by calling them things like aggravation and agrophobia and stuff like that. And that that's interesting, but I'm not inspired to go and become an entomologist, right? So there has to be something further. Now, incentive can also do that, but incentive will never be as powerful as inspiration, passion, a drive, an urge to do something, right? So that that keenness, that hunger to learn is actually worth more, in my my view, in my experience, than qualification worth more than experience, um, because they add to the the, the two. Um, You know, if you've got experience and context change and you hold to that experience, it's not worth as much as it was, whereas the keenness to learn means you never stop gathering experience. That's very important which then leads us to the idea of involvement. You have to be involved in something to learn it, which then hopefully leads to immersion. The more immersed you get, the much better you will start um, understanding everything around you and the the comprehension will deepen. And by this point, you have probably become invested in terms of time, money, life, um, which leads to the final part, which is very human, which is instruction. The best way to learn is to teach others there was a a university of leicester study that was done quite a while ago which showed that the amount of retention of information was actually gained the the highest amount i think it was like 90 percent, from teaching other people with the caveat that you have to be open to the fact that you don't have all the answers and you may be wrong so those are kind of my my 10 tips if you like the the awareness the understanding of what teaching um kind of is the context culturally, uh, the context specifically to you, the space learning and, and kind of mental parsley aspects that you can utilize, and then the cycle of developing interest, inspiration, involvement, immersion, investment, and then finally, hopefully, instruction. Um, and I hope I didn't rush through too much of that, uh, and I hope it wasn't too much depth, but hopefully that will be of use to people. Thanks
0: very much. I can, uh, I can hand back to Jen. Oh, wow. Um, Chris, what a wonderful masterclass uh, you just gave us. You're welcome to hang out. I know you have a work meeting, but you're welcome to like stay around on stage and like, you know, listen to us as a, uh, uh, I always appreciate your contribution so much. Um, okay. I, I mean, uh, you'll, you'll get it re- uh, right after this room too. Um, those of you who are following us um, uh, remember to follow the tech builders club. We actually have some right in depth um, conversations on tech, as well as uh, there's other conversations that happen here, like whether it's like product focus, investment focus, um, creation focus, um, well, as, as well as, uh, you know, one of my um, best friends uh, uh, on Clubhouse and who's also on my investment committee is the, um, the, the co-founder of uh, Tech Builders um, Club, uh, as well as some of the others that I frequent here. Um, and her name is Sumeya uh, Ben-Ganam. So if you go to our Nushik Investment Committee or Mushik Capital, you'll see her, uh, as well as some uh, of our other friends uh, on stage. Uh, Irene, I saw, just made the room. And um, Irene is also on the Nushik Capital Investment Committee. Um, so uh, yeah, and, and uh, EdTech is a, a, a strong, strong passion of ours. Like we, And, and uh, one thing that I like to say is that um, I like to, uh, it says poor connection, I hope you guys can hear me, the anchor is still going on, but um, I like to practice what I preach. I think practice makes perfect. And that's one of the reasons why we have this room. It's been, you know, going on almost without fail, um, for, uh, the past over six months now, because, um, I mean, variously we've got all how to take little breaks. Um, you know, uh, we've actually lost more than a few friends, um, and family, uh, as well as people that we knew on clubhouse. So, um, in any case, I'm, I'm always eternally grateful. Um, I mean, that's one of my non um, outside of like you know work and uh, academic learnings. But I've learned to be eternally grateful for when people do show up and when your friends are are there for you. So, um, and I'm sorry if, if I'm cutting in and out, um, but uh, it, it keeps saying poor connection. Can you guys hear me? You can, right? Give me a flash. You can it's just right? maybe it just says poor connection but it's not really a poor connection. Okay, great. So, um all right. Um we uh next time we have we we have Niam on the stage. Uh Niam, welcome back. Um it's really good to see you and uh, to see you as participating in our community back channel as well. Um before I pass it to you, I just want to let people know you can uh, DM me uh on Instagram and uh want me or one of my team will be uh, replying to you with uh the back channel for the community as well as the um for the uh for the room itself so um i don't know if you guys can hear me um it still says poor connection so i hope you guys oh yeah okay um my my anchor kept recording but i was just basically saying that you guys feel free to dm me on instagram so uh me or my team can be able to add you to the community back channel and or the moderator channel. So the moderator channel, is people, we are you know moderated in many many rooms with. We you know know what to expect. So usually you have to participate a bunch of times before we're like, okay, here's the moderating back channel, moderating badge. Um, so uh, Nyam, uh passing the mic over to you for an intro, some context, and then um, uh, you can give uh, uh, a couple tips. Why don't we do a couple tips, um, like maybe three tips for learning better, and then we'll move on to um, uh, you know one to three tips. And then um, then we'll go to Katie, Deborah, Dr. Feb, Irene, and uh, welcome back to one of my friends I haven't seen in a while, Elaine, as well. So, um, okay, over to you, Nia.
2: Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for the floor. Um, And it was great to be here at the start of the room and to hear you play for the first time um, live in Clubhouse. beautiful Disney rendition, Um, really lovely. So let me introduce myself very quickly. Um, So my name is Neve Tracy Smith, I'm Irish. Um, I live in Surrey in the UK. Um, I am a recording artist. It's something that I ventured into a little bit later in life, but I thought it was always my calling as a child. Um, Songwriting was something that came quite naturally to me when I was very little. But I was very shy about it and didn't tell too many people. I would just, you know, write these songs and it was just my sort of hobby. And um, I guess as I got older, I just thought, oh, what if I had done or should have done or was meant to? Or I think I had one of those wake up calls that maybe we get later in life that we think, you know, are we here serving our purpose? Have we done what we feel in our heart we're meant to do? Um, and I kind of when I answered those questions for myself, I had this niggling sort of thing. I should have done something with my songwriting and I thought, look, it's it's never too late. And um, so I went into a studio for the first time and just it blew my mind just bringing some of my songwriting to life. I got to work with some incredible um, world class musicians um, in a recording space. So I think when you're on the right path, and when you're being true to yourself, I think things sort of effortlessly sort of fall into your lap and into your path. Um, So that's kind of one thing that sort of um, showing me that I think, yeah, it was the right decision for me to do that. Um, on the other arm of what I do as well, um, I'm a trained NLP coach and I specialise in um, just stress management and sort of noticing uh, the symptoms of depression and anxiety and how to coach uh, people um, when they're sort of becoming aware that that might be a um, Sort of a problem. So that almost like approaching burnout, but not quite, but just how to recognise that. Um, so I've got quite a few tools in my belt um, to be able to work with that. Um, I do a lot of yoga, a lot of breathing, breath work. And um, I think as creatives as well, it's very important to make this a regular practice and keep it quite, um, you know, make it a good habit um, in life to really just check in with ourselves, um, how we're doing in terms of stress and recognising what stress might present itself as. Sometimes it's in our thoughts, sometimes it's in our thinking. So if you find your thinking is starting to go a bit wayward, you know, and it could be a manifestation of um, stress and anxiety. So um, it's something that I've trained in. And that i 've uh, studied relentlessly because i 'm quite passionate about that um, okay, some tips in terms of learning. I would say remain curious, like have this childlike curiosity and fascination um about the world, try and retain that <laughs> for as long as we can. Um, It's nothing like children, how they view the world and they're endlessly curious in what surrounds them and to become better learners, I think, to try and retain some of that wonder and that not knowing and the mystery and trying to figure things out, um, I think would probably be one of my tips. Another one would be, um, it's really important to rest um, when we're trying to learn and we're actually more productive when we're fully rested and we can bring more and give more of ourselves. So this sort of concept of um, filling your own cup first, really looking after your needs, what they are and um, really looking after you first before you can you know, give to others. So that sort of uh, make sure your cup is full and whatever that means for you. Um, and the last tip for a better learner. Um, be out of your comfort zone. Like if you're attempting something new and want to challenge yourself, don't be afraid to throw yourself into the deep end and challenge yourself with things that you never thought you might do. Um, being out of your comfort zone and having this sense of unease and discomfort is a brilliant path that you are learning and um, getting something new. So yeah, I hope that's been concise and um yeah it's
0: been lovely to chat so thank you that's everything about me ah loved it loved it um thank you so much niam and uh, you're doing an amazing job um i think second time moderating with me in uh the room um so thank, thank you, you. Uh, we would love for you to reprise i just uh, um you know said hi to everyone in our community back channel because uh you know you guys are present and here and i'm and i'm happy because uh one of the reasons why the room was a little bit later today um was uh because uh oh i gotta change tape um but uh it was actually because of uh, daylight savings which is affecting like you know a good part of a, a, our community that's not in the asia area because uh, i am um, in hong kong we're, we're still the same other people have like seem to lost an hour um so uh i am uh i know some people are on uh, okay so I know that some of you guys are, um, you know, doing work and meetings and, uh, uh, you know, you can feel free to one of the reasons why we have a back channel. Oh, gosh. And says poor connection again. I hope you guys can still hear me. I'm going to, like, go next to the window. This is so sad. It's like the law of clubhouse. Um, whenever you are actually talking, then you get the red bar of death, which says, like, your internet connection is bad. I'm now standing right next to the window. So hopefully you guys can hear me. But what I was trying to say is that I know... Um, uh, one of the ways that we are uh, all a team and learning and collaborating together is that sometimes uh, pe- we, people have to message and say like, oh, you know, um, I have to, uh, I'll be right back. I have a quick call and other things. Or someone's like, oh, I'm doing, uh, one of my friends is actually uh, Irene, who is a uh, you know, big supporter of M.I. Tech. She has to do school runs. So when it gets to her turn, she may be in and out, which is also fine. Uh, you know. But as, uh, as we have continuously showed up for each other, I think, because uh, I, I was telling my daughter today, um, I was like, consistency is key. And she was like, well, I already played this piece very well on the piano. I just won a competition. And I was like, you can't rest on your laurels. You know, we both won that competition. But um, unless you, like, practice and retain your old pieces, and um, and I, you can't, you know, I know you're a prodigy, but you can't just coast on your talent. So you, you still actually have to practice. Maybe you don't have to practice six hours like some people. Maybe you have to practice, like, you know, half an hour. But you still actually do need to have that to have the consistency in what Chris referred to earlier like that muscle memory uh, and the brain is actually you know the brain your heart other things those are also like muscles not like athletic muscles you actually have to go through um the patterns you have to you know do you basically have to do something more than once to like rewire the circuitry of uh you know your 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 brain uh, you, you and that's one of the reasons why um practice is so good because it's like um it's like, uh, basically solidifying habits. I know how hard it is to unlearn bad habits or to like break the bad habits. Because, uh, uh, one thing that we're trying to do right now with her piano is, um, I suffered the same thing when I was nine. Um, is, um, her fingers had a sudden growth spurt, so she's playing at a different angle. And so, uh, she's eight actually right now. She just turned eight. And I was just like, huh, like why is her angle and her wrist angle and everything's all off? And actually, I told her like unlearn certain ways and then learn a new technique so um that was uh one of the things that uh i uh suggested to her and then the other thing is that um my tip before i pass it over to katie is like uh for my son for example for him to learn things i tell him to like not just write i mean he 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 can read really well now but to create like doodles and little memories and like little like tricks like uh one of the things that's been challenging about me even learning chinese is that it's like Hieroglyphics. It's like, you know, you have to memorize all these strokes and what does this look like? So I'll be like, well, the tree character kind of looks like a tree, right? And they're like, oh, yeah. So we like make little doodles around to try to like memorize these. It's it's hard because it's not an alphabet. So that's a, another trick that I have, or another like learning hack or tip I have before I pass it over to Katie. And uh, Katie, uh, I love this profile picture. I think it might be a new profile picture, but it's a beautiful. So I uh, would love to hear from you. Um, maybe uh, some of your tips for learning better—one to three tips. Um, a little background on you, and then we're going to go over to Deborah, Dr. Bev, Elaine, and uh, Giovanna. Welcome, welcome. I know this is, a, I think, your second or third time in a room with me, and then a uh, professor Seif is here as well. So yeah, no pressure. Um, but uh, do give us uh, some of your, I guess, best practices. Thank you.
3: Hello, this is Katie speaking. Um, Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's so great to be here with you again. Um, And of course, we all understand that life has many challenges and things happen, events happen along the way. So um, never feel bad if you need to take a break. Um, And I think that's perfect for this topic as well. Um, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Katie. I am a marine biologist. I specialize in sharks. Um, I'm also a geneticist and um, as mother of two small girls, um, so I'm always interested, um, one who is dyslexic as well, so I'm always interested in learning about um, different ways of education and tech. Um, and as someone last year, I also, just as I was finishing the final stages of my PhD, um, unfortunately, I contracted COVID and have long COVID. Um, So I've had to relearn how almost how everything I have lived my life until that moment had run. I was a very um, overachieving, high achieving person um, and put a lot on my plate and I do wonder perhaps. I was doing a bit too much. I was sleeping about two hours a night at the time from schooling kids and finishing my PhD. Um, And I don't really think it was really healthy and sustainable in the long run anyway. Um, So I love the tips about paying attention to your body and to your health. And I think that's really important. And I now um, am learning the importance of that or relearning it. Um, You know, knowing yourself. Um, Knowing when you need to have a break, knowing what you need to, I think is really important. Um, You know, sometimes we find ourselves sitting at a computer screen, staring blankly at it and not actually being productive. So, you know, sometimes I'll now check in and be like, okay, what do I need? Is it that I'm hungry? Is it that I need to go for a walk with my body um, or something like that? And, you know, this sounds very basic. Um, However, you know, if you sit in front of a computer for 16 hours a day, which I used to often do without even eating, sometimes slamming down some caffeine, it's probably not the most productive way. And I don't think your brain is um you know retaining the knowledge at the most um, optimum level and you know i really think it's important to understand your learning style as well um for example you know we had some great examples from um, earlier on as well about you know whether it's teaching or whether you're a hands-on practical person or do you need to hear something in an audio sense or visually and I feel that that made such a big difference in my life personally Um, like Jennifer I also have a bit of a photographic memory and particularly if I write something out by hand um, there's something between that movement that just will always retain the knowledge in my head and same if I
0: love that katie actually i was thinking maybe chris and you and me can do that because we've been like p- p- punting that idea up actually even uh, like four months ago so um yeah. i mean uh, why don't you bring that up and then we'll make it the the topic for uh next week or the week after like i uh, just and uh, you're in our channel so I, i'm sure because chris is a huge proponent of neurodiversity um as uh he's a uh, he's a uh, so eloquent he's uh, on the spectrum and he's like i i just I, I, I seriously feel like i'm i'm sitting back in like you know my um mba or my college class lecture every time i hear him or with someone, some of you guys talk i'm just like wow even as we you know do this weekly podcast together we're learning so much from each other like from like all kinds of angles so i mean uh and, and one of the reasons why this room and this this um club uh, I mean, sorry. This room, this uh, this theme, this edtech future work has been going on so long. As a, we initially started it when I got in clubhouse, as a education and future of education. And then we're like, wait, actually, future of education is edtech. It's here. And then we're like, hmm. So we're talking about edtech. And then after a while, we're like, hmm. I uh, know, I'm like saying it in a very casual way, but a uh, cavalier way. But we're 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 discussing like, wait, edtech is very tied into the future of work, and the future work is also here. So, like, let's discuss that. That's already here. And then then we broke it down into more themes and sub-themes, including, like, you know, ways we can learn better, ways we can be better parents, ways we can be better children, ways we can, you know, um, apply what we learn outside the classroom, best extracur- extracurriculars, and so on and so forth. So I feel like, you know, we revisit old topics, but we also should, like, definitely talk about inclusivity, accessibility, you know, different learning styles, different teaching styles, different ways of doing things. I mean, it's actually... Yeah, I, okay, this is gonna sound like a huge generalization, but like um, um, there were th- like, <laughs> uh, my mother was saying that uh, amongst her her most brilliant um classmates and, and surgeons even, the best ones were the ones who had OCD because they were so detail oriented. They were just like meticulous, and I was just like, wow, um, like one of the best cardiac surgeons um, in her in her uh, uh th- that she had studied next to, was. Was um, slightly slightly OCD, you know, and I think that's great when you you have like you know certain things that people might say, oh, that's a weakness, but you can actually turn it into a strength. Um, so uh, uh, anyway, Katie, let's definitely do that. I'll have you and uh, Chris when it's when you guys are you know able to lead that discussion. We should definitely definitely talk about accessibility inclusivity um, and turning strengths into um as uh, starting turning weaknesses into uh, you know your strengths. Um, Deb Debbie Deborah, give me a flash if you're there. Deborah in the red. Yes, she's there. So, um, lovely to uh, always lovely to have you. Sorry, because I actually literally on, on Clubhouse, I have like um, forty friends named Deborah. So sometimes it's hard to find you. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, one of my um uh, friends who uh, does the Society of Family Offices, Woman with Purpose, would be her. Her name is Debbie as well, and I keep like every time I do a search on Debbie, like a lot of you come up. <laughs> Um, so, uh, anyway, um, over to you for an intro and some of your, uh, a few of your tips, and then we'll go on to Dr. Bev, uh, and I want, also want to quickly welcome Sean and Jamal to the stage, and it um, would be great to hear from them later. Um, over to you now, Debbie. Thanks
4: so much, Jennifer. Um, <laughs> I completely understand with the name thing, and I just want to quickly say, I completely agree with you, Katie, on the aspect of learning styles. I was that was actually what I was going to point out. And I just want to expand on what you shared a little bit as well, because it's just such an important um, factor to have when you're thinking about what ways can you implement to learn better. And to everyone, I'm a teacher career coach. That's what I do. I support educators. And for me personally, I'm going to go on a personal level. I, I think that, you know, when you look at learning from, you know, adapting to your learning styles and using, the ways that are much more convenient and much more uh, simplistic to you in retaining information. I think you know the other side of the spectrum is still important for how to learn better. And I, I think of it as you know experiencing learning as opposed to being intentional about learning. So I'm going to give an, a quick example. Normally, I'm a very Type A person, I'm like Jennifer was explaining it before. Very OCD, have to be super organized, and that's how I learn best. But when I was learning how to code, it was a completely different atmosphere, and I had to adapt to that atmosphere to understand what I was learning. And that, in a sense, is what I would picture as experiencing learning, because I had to allow myself to experience different learning styles, a different learning um spaces, different ways of uh, getting information and utilizing the information and uh, experimenting with the information, and I think that helps us to learn better. It helps us to expand our mind to think of different ways that we can be even much more creative, much more resourceful. It adds to our own abilities and capabilities as people. It adds to our skill sets, and it expands our, uh, you know, um, ability to even collaborate more and extend more as chris was sharing previously which i completely agree on in that um collaborating with people also gives us the opportunity to learn better as well. So I think you know when you experience learning, when you have learning as an experience, um, in some occasions, it is a great way to adapt yourself and your senses to different ways of going through life, just in general. And that adds to your own growth as a human being. It adds to your own um, capabilities. Like I said before, um, as as a professional, as a creator, um, as someone who is Great things into this world, and I think it's so important to think about learning in that respect as well. So, with that, passing the mic back to you, Jennifer.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much. Oh, it looks like uh, over 125 people have passed through our room for like a really cozy discussion. So sometimes I actually really like having the room, uh, this recurring podcast in different rooms, because sometimes when I have it in Jennifer Club, um, I, I know there's like a you know a lot of people there who might know me in other contexts right? And uh, uh, like, whether it's investing or entrepreneurship or playing piano, I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. Um, and then sometimes we do have it for like new folks in a startup club, which is also good. But then I love tech builders, because everyone in tech builders, um, who's a member of tech builders, is someone with a sort of intrinsic passion for technology and how we can use it better in our lives and our learning. So um, I feel like the the, the room as well as the, the regular moderators and everything it takes on a different tone when we host it in different places so I'm excited for next week when we decide where whether we even host it on Clubhouse we might even try it like you know Twitter spaces so we're going to vote on it in the back channel Um quickly for those of you want to join our community back channel um you can DM me on Instagram uh, I don't get DMs unless you follow me as well so make sure you follow and then DM because I I uh, I have a three inboxes now, and um, and I actually have a, a person just uh, that I hired just to um, check my Instagram DMs because uh, I, I cannot manage all my inboxes now. Um, so yes, uh, that person or I will be able to add you to the right channel, we have a moderator back channel, we also have a community back channel, and then we actually have uh, some other back channels for our, our other rooms that we have also on a recurring weekly basis um so uh, anyway you guys are much appreciated I saw some of you guys saying like oh you know uh, no one always has the time but um I show up and then you guys show up and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart because I know when we have like little slivers and we can go in uh, slivers of time we can go support each other's rooms that's that's what makes the magic happen and that's what makes these you know that's what makes this room so sustainable this um this I mean this weekly um discussion we have uh, last week, actually, I think you guys will remember, I was quite tired because we did it right after a global conference, um, which we had actually about, uh, uh, I think, about uh, several thousand attendees virtually and then several hundred attendees in Cyberport in Hong Kong. I'm happy to announce that um, Cyberport as well as uh, Adventures International Global Conference wants to partner with us ongoing. So we'll have uh, other speakers like the ones we had from uh, uh, the Scandinavia as well as South America Uh Uh, last time so they'll be joining us as well in the future and we'll also be having um, other entrepreneurs including the ones who won the prizes uh, in AI and robotics um, also join us so I'm I'm in the process of scheduling that as well so um, yeah very welcome to hear from you guys and Dr. Bev uh, give me a flash if you're here Um, but oh you are great love to hear from you your your presence is so appreciated when you um, do join us and you actually do join us quite regularly so appreciate you.
5: Thanks, Jennifer, and apologies from from my side of the pond, because um, I'm not one of the ones that just hop in and out for for 10 or 15 minutes, which I should be, because I've missed your rooms dearly, and um, for some reason, when I'm on Clubhouse, it's this um, app that I feel like I have to be fully present. I just, and I know that's wrong because I have learned that it's okay to sit on a stage and, and if you're not there for um, 15 minutes and you can just come back, it helps, it helps um, to be on stage. It helps the room. Uh, it helps uh, people see oh you know all these people are on stage and uh, when I come back uh, dr bev may may speak and and um, so now I have the red bar but anyway good morning good afternoon good evening everyone I'm dr Bev and uh, how could i not join this room uh, it's on uh, learning and I am a learner so I literally am a learner and and I think I say that like I would say I'm a musician, or I'm a mother, or I'm a teacher, or etc. I've been in education a long time, and there's a big difference between learning and um, teaching and education. So those are, are different. Those are different um, different ways of thinking about life. And I love what I've heard um, so far. And you know, of course, I'm a philosopher, right? So um, in the PhD, I had to go all the way up just to see. How we got our education system, the Western education system, where did this come from? And why are we kind of stuck in it? And um, why are we having more problems today, it seems, in the public education system, at least here in the United States and then all over the world, like Sir Ken Robinson um, had found 20 years ago when he traveled and, and uh, cataloged um, his um, what he saw? And I dearly miss him. And so I would say um, it's so hard to narrow it down, you know, to three things that. Um, Kind of define what learning is, but I would say, um, well, John Dewey is one of the um, philosophers that I study. He's an American psychologist and and in very progressive education, and I believe that in children, that well, humans are wired to learn, and human uh, humans, if they're safe, um, they find another human to trust. Um, they uh, risk take and feel secure and are affirmed, um, then they will start growing. And it's, um, Learning is um, physical, it's uh, mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual to be a complete human being. And I think we come into this world needing uh, two things. We need to be noticed and we need to be needed and that affirms that we are here we are recognized and we are valued and i think that that starts with our core being and so with small children i think that's why montessori works really well um uh, reggio other um philosophy oriented whole child approaches of learning is it works really well for learning because our brains will stay open to experience. I think that's the underlying lining um, rock that we as human beings can learn more and more and more if we are open to experience. Um, we all learn differently. And I believe that education is intensely personal. It's individualized naturally. And so to put all these uh, human beings into a classroom and I used to teach, uh, in the early days, 37, 38 children of all different languages. I was in California and there would be maybe 38, 40 languages <laughs> in the schools when I when I worked out in that particular school. So in my class, I might have 12 to 15. So knowing the children and where they're coming from, that's constructivist theory. That's again, uh, progressive John Dewey that we cannot learn unless we learn who we are, what experience we're coming from, having a teacher recognize us each as individuals and knowing that we're coming into a classroom with um, experience, prior perceptions, prior uh, skills already learned, we have to actually go through the Erickson steps while in the classroom of feeling safe and secure and trust every year that we have a classroom full of students. And so um, I can go on and on about this, but I do believe that, I believe that observation, teaching a child observation is extremely beneficial, so we start speaking when we come out of the womb, we start crying for attention, then we're taught to listen and learn. They have to listen, children have to listen to us, but we have to teach them. Why? Why? Listen so you'll be safe, so you'll be strong, so you'll be courageous, so you'll listen, and then to read, and then to write. And so if we learn all four of those things, to speak, listen, read, write, and observe, we can go on learning forever. And I've used this app for learning. I've learned more in this app than I could ever learn in a university. And some of our, some of our students, of course, and Jennifer, who attests to this And as her children are prodigies, there are children in our classrooms who are prodigies, and they do not have the resources or opportunities um, to develop their gifts and their talents. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from. I was one of those kids who just slipped through the cracks and was ignored and didn't have, um, just didn't have it everybody knew there was something different about me but they didn't know how to provide it and I just didn't have the opportunity um so I wish I could change that and hopefully I will in the future but um love clubhouse love this room and I'm just deeply grateful for uh, individuals like Jennifer and Professor Steve and Chris and is the name I met um for the first time Katie Deborah Uh, Sebastian, everybody on the stage, I just feel truly grateful to be here. Um, Thank you so much for allowing me to speak so long. This is Dr. Pepp.
0: Okay, Dr. Pepp, um, first of all, you did two things that I learned not to do. Um, And one of the reasons is actually, um, uh, I'll share with you guys, actually, very personal, um, after after I address what you just said about um, child prodigies, I completely resonate with you. One of the reasons why um, my mother had me attending kindergarten before the age of two um, was because I was just getting very depressed and bored, and that is actually people are like, "Oh, you're a tiger mom," and I joke around about it, but actually, it's a derogatory thing to say. Is actually, I saw my kids getting like for them, they like this pandemic has been very difficult because. Uh, And people are like, well, you're just so hands on with your kids. I'm like, if I'm not doing a science experiment with them, if they're not learning Latin, if they are not doing like things at a very advanced level, they're just like, they get very, very bored and sad and frustrated and angry. And that was one of the reasons. And I look back and I think like, wow, like, I'm so glad I took the SATs when I was 10 or 11. And I'm so glad I started taking college courses when I was, you know, 12 or 13, because I I literally would have, and I'm so glad I actually did piano because I I just needed a way to express myself, and I think the that the learning and having that channel is so 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 important. And then what you just said about like oh I'm sorry or thank you for letting me be here, you never have to thank me for being here, Dr. Bev. You're one of the reasons why this room has been so good. I mean every one of you, um, you're the one of the reasons why. This room has stuck around for more than six months. Actually, I was trying to do the math, and obviously, I was joking around earlier about math not being in my strong suit, but it's been it's it's been amazing. I've had such a great learning experience with you guys because we we show up and we're doing this, and we're unapologetic about it, because it's 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 really important. People learn by discussing. People learn by doing. People learn by teaching. People learn through repetition, and people learn through like you know, staying open-minded about it and, and having a learning and growth mindset. So one of the reasons why I'm going to share something very like intimate with you guys um, about not saying sorry and thank you is that was one of the biggest mistakes in my life. I would always say sorry and, and thank you to be heard. And I was a keynote speaker at the conference um, last week. And one of the reasons why I have not posted about it on social media is I actually was sexually harassed at that conference before I had to go up on stage. And I almost could not go up on stage because I was just so distraught. I was sexually harassed in front of some media. Uh, and now actually I'll be quoted in an E27 article. They asked me to detail my experience throughout my life. And one of the reasons why I always felt like I had to say sorry for you know having an opinion i felt like i had to say sorry and and thank you for people like doing normal things like listening to me and i felt like everyone was expecting me to be the model minority like oh you're the good chinese girl so this person expected me to sit there and take it and he had the audacity to say like oh let me get get your card oh this beautiful woman sat down and i'm like uh well i have to look at the speaking schedule i'll give my card later by the way we've met many times and you've messaged me many 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 times and we've had lunch at conferences, where I, I was also a speaker, and then instead of being, instead of politely waiting, he like grabbed my like arm in my bag and said, "Why can't you give me a card, like your business card? Are you so stuck up? Oh, you're the keynote speaker today. Oh, good for you. Are you this entrepreneur? My family has a bigger foundation that And I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Because this man was in a you know power position, and you know I was just freaking out about it. And I took it as a learning experience in the end because. I, I basically found the strength to go and say, you know what, here's my card, here's everyone's card. I need to change tables. And I went to the organizer and said, please change my table. I'm going to leave this conference otherwise. I don't feel safe. And for the first time in my life, I said something. I said something and I felt so embarrassed. I was just just going to be nodding and smiling. And then, and you know what, the journalists and the other men in private equity, they came right over to my table and left that man to sit by himself. And they made sure I got back the conference safe and then the conference organizer and side report have now banned him because apparently I know I'm not the only one he's done this to, Cause he's done it repeatedly. And I finally said something about it. So, um, I just want to say as women, we should not apologize for things that we are not wrong for. We should not say thank you unless someone is doing something like, you know, amazing and like out of this world. Um, I know you're just trying to have manners and everything, but you are always valued in our rooms, Dr. Bev and, uh, you know, you know, Jennifer, person, you yeah. just
6: reminded me what my daughter said to me the other day. Uh, and in fact, we had a room in here, uh, 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 which was called, and she chaired it. Was called "Imperfection of Men," uh, and uh, it's. Uh, and she said that since twelve, and she's now a medical student, but since twelve, she said girls have to navigate a very different route to boys. And so men need to understand it. So thank you for sharing that.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Professor Sif. I think we should also do a... Let's brainstorm because I know we're creating subtopics for the future. So we'll do one on inclusion and access and different learning styles. Um, We will do one also in the future on, um, you know, how learning and working is different for men and women. And we should talk about this. We should bring it to the forefront. I really appreciate you for... And all, all of you for always being such vociferous allies and you know i know the themes of our rooms as well as what we think and do extend beyond our rooms and then someone else was asking me and uh just young me on instagram um like before this room started saying oh are you gonna like, your rooms are sometimes are small sometimes are big i actually prefer having our weekly podcast in smaller rooms that way we can control the quality and also make sure that you know everyone is you know that there's a format there's order it's not one of those giant you know debate and controversy rooms where everyone is screaming at each other. So um, that's how I prefer it and prefer it with my crew. You guys are my crew. (laughs) So thank you so much for chiming in. Um, Giovanna, um, over to you. Um, And uh, sorry, I was a little bit busy to answer your other messages the other day, but um, uh, really good to see you. Uh, Are you there? Can you give me a flash?
7: Yes. Oh, wonderful. Um, I'm right here. Did (laughs) anything? But yeah, I love your story. I was actually laughing. My butt off about leaving that guy sitting by himself that's that was really funny so yeah that was a uh, as a woman that's very inspiring i've been on clubhouse just Recently. I mean, I, I got here on September first, and um, yes, uh, I would get the weirdest <laughs> back channel messages. I, don't, I mean, I'm a pretty new here. I'm not, I don't have that many followers, but ran into your room by accident, and I just found you quite intriguing. Like, wow, she's so interesting. So um, that's how J- Jennifer and I met, and I loved her uh, her her piano uh, and singing at the same time. I was so blown away by that. I was like. Um, Wow, I wasn't expecting that at an at an ed tech room. So I gave her the, my most sincere compliments because I love classical piano and I love jazz. So anyway, um, yes, back to uh to learning. Um, I agree that it does take uh commitment and you have to be consistent. See, I'm a, I'm am a mom. Um, my my husband and I. Uh, we have one child, and we conceived her through IVF because you know we were both uh, infertile, and you know we almost lost her. So that was a very you know tough tough time for me. And now she's four and a half, and we noticed that she may not be you know she has learning difficulties. She may not be um. One of these like uh, high IQ individuals, but I could tell that she has incredibly high EQ. Like she knows how to read people, so and she uses that to sort of manipulate my parents. So she's a very high EQ person, and I'm trying to, you know, teach her how to, you know, how to like you said, programming is amazing because um, for me personally, I so my bestest friends they're not here on Clubhouse, but I try to surround myself with. Incredibly intelligent people. Like my best friend, she went to Caltech, which is like the MIT of the West Coast, and she has a double nature in Stanford. And my other best friend is a PhD candidate also from Stanford. So to learn, I think it's best to personally just stay curious and to surround yourself with. Other intelligent people, and um, and learn that way. It's it's best to learn and to teach. Um, I learn from my friends and acquaintances and apply that to my child. And also, I brainstorm with my husband because we were, a, we're a husband and wife um, a business team. You know, we work together, we invest together. And um, some tips to uh, learning. Um, it helps to, again be, uh to be around uh, people you know, smarter than you, and also contribute, uh, you know, try to be funny or, or support them. Um, you have to be consistent. I know that to master it at something, be it piano, guitar, you have to put the time in, it takes roughly about 10,000 hours of practice to be good at something. I think, you know, Bill Gates did that, you know, when he was 10, with programming, and the Beatles did that uh, before they got popular. So it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of dedication and, um, to learn better. I, I, I believe you have to rest your reign. I think sleep is critical. Um, I used to get, you know, an eight or nine hours of sleep back then, but you know, because of work and being busy doing investing and entrepreneurship, I try to get at least six hours of, of deep sleep, uh, because when you wake up it. You know you wake up refreshed you feel good and another thing is exercise if you, if you can try to squeeze in at least you know 30 to 45 minutes of walking exercise just some kind of cardiovascular activity it will really i think improve your sleep and your and the oxygen that goes into your brain so
5: um you have to have a balance of curiosity being around good people great people uh exercise
7: and sleep so that's my tip for today and and grads and that's uh, jen for for all your uh, investment accomplishments um if, if you need some pre-ipo money uh hopefully we can chat about it right, thanks i'm giovanna and that's uh that's um all i can share for now thanks
0: oh wow um giovanna thank you for such a wonderful share um i'm actually um Uh, If anyone's in the back channel, can you guys help me pin up my YouTube? I'm having issues doing it on my iPad, unfortunately, Um, uh, because I actually uh, one of my team uploaded some of my um, uh, because I know Chris and others were asking for my talks. So I actually gave um, three TED talks, uh, TEDx talks. So they're up there now on my channel. And then some of my interviews on BBC as well as my CNBC interviews up there now. Um, and Giovanna, what did you mean about a uh, pre IPO money exactly?
7: Oh, you mentioned something about your, your investments and I'm just, I'm just congratulating you <laughs> it's, it's awesome to have like a few unicorns. Uh, here's the thing about my background. Um, my husband used to run SEO book and we changed our business model from, um, you know, from selling an ebook to a subscription model. We did this in 2009 when it wasn't, you know, it wasn't even popular and you know, it's no FOMO like we just we just so FOMO'd out because two of our paying customers, right? One of them was AppLovin, um, and they're now public. The co founder of AppLovin, his name is John Kristenak, and uh I mean, the company is now public. It's worth 37 billion dollars, and the other one is the co-founder. I of his name. He's uh, a, a, an MIT grad, and he's a co-founder of HubSpot. And he was also a member of our uh, of our community. And so, so uh, I guess we helped, you know, uh, these people with their SEO, and we had to shut down the site because it was eating up our time and I said to myself, "Hey, we need to work on our own projects." So we're now busy with, uh, you know, with investing and growing our own, you know, little niches. But um, yeah, I mean, you you mentioned something about your um, your, your your unicorns, which you know, i you you go girl. I'm really happy about that. So, and I'm also uh, involved in. Um, Investing in creating our own kind of ed-, ed tech for our daughter. Let's so, let's yeah. talk.
0: Actually, um, um, the other thing is, can you help me? Because you're in our back channel. Can you help me pin my um YouTube up? Because I can't get it correct here. Sure,
7: I, 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 I actually followed you. I was too sure it was the right like channel. Yeah, I'm saying you.
0: um, do you mind clicking? Because I can't do that. Clicking on this thing, clicking edit, pin the link, and pasting my YouTube channel in here. Because I cannot do that well on this device.
5: I'll try to do
0: that. Okay. okay, yeah. So one of you can well, do that. Well, well, I help you?
5: <laughs> yes,
0: I, I'm so sorry because like I have the wrong link pinged up, and then like I got like a couple of clubhouse DMs people telling me like, oh, it's the wrong one. I'm like, I know. I need some help. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jovana, I'd like be lovely to. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, I'm hearing an echo, so I'm going to mute you for a second. Um, I'm going to um, yeah definitely chat with you about um, stuff because uh, uh, SEO is actually right up my alley. I actually sold um, clicks. Um, and I competed against um, Google. I built up a 10 million a month book of business for two Google competitors before I did business school. Uh, and I was actually an actress and a model before. So um, my parents always taught me to, um, so I think uh, Dr. Bev and Niam, they were discussing a little bit what I think of uh, what some of us have, which is perfection syndrome. So um, my parents always taught me not just to have like plan A and plan B, but make sure your plan A, B, C, D are all Perfect. So I have this, like, fear of, like, dropping balls or, like, drug- juggle. Um, and, I juggle. Uh, and I thank you so much, Dr. Rev, for remedying that situation. I was like, oh, no. I couldn't think because, like, it was the wrong link and people were messaging me about that. And I was like, I know, I know. Um, but, um, Giovanna, what you were saying about your 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 daughter, like, I completely resonate, too. Um, and thank you for sharing. It's such a brave share. Because um, I actually was about to go to IVF because um, I had about seven miscarriages. Um, and, uh, I had three very difficult pregnancies, um, and it was hard because after my second pregnancy, I was actually in the ICU for two weeks. Um, and, uh, it's just very, very hard. Um, so I completely commiserate with you. And then, um, I actually, uh, you know, I ended up, um, before conceiving my third child, I actually froze my eggs and we were starting the IVF process. And then for some weird, miraculous reason, I was able to have her. And I know about children and their different learning styles. Um, um. we, we noticed, you know, our children were learning it, like, you know, very differently. So we've had to, like, kind of adjust ourselves um, um, in the process. And, uh, you know, my, my son had, a, he's a little bit, uh, we we were actually quite, um, we we were quite worried that he was actually, um, you know, uh, differently abled. But then it turned out that um, he was just, like, tricking us about things. He's one of those people who's too smart. So uh, right now, we're actually having problems with him, um, with mandarin um he keeps getting put into chinese as a second language um, when in fact he can speak so um the, the teacher at school was just, like was talking to us um and you know my mandarin is not great it's pretty fluent but i can't read and write well so she was saying how um, they asked him what school he was at and he just looked at them and said in english you know what school we're at so obviously he understood he just kept responding in english he was like you know what school we're at. you, you teach here and then she was. Yes. They were like, "Wait, why is he not responding in Chinese? He totally doesn't understand." And then they were like, "Well, wh- wh- where do you where do you go to school then?" And he and then he mentioned the classroom number. He's like, "I go to like 307. And they're they're like, "No, that's not the right answer. The right answer is the school name. Can you say the school name?" And then he says the school name, but they've been asking him in Chinese. So I'm like, "Obviously he understands. He's just responding to guys <laughs> in English." And then and then 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 they were like, "Well, why isn't he speaking Chinese to us?" And then. And we're like, well, maybe they know you understand because you're responding back in Chinese and understanding his English. Because he literally said to me, mom, they understand me when I speak English. So I'll be taking his English. But like he figured out kid, the, 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 the teachers were trilingual or bilingual. So...
7: I get you. That is so my daughter. That
0: is so... So stubborn. And I'm like, literally. So I actually asked him, I was like, well... <laughs> yeah, so then, <laughs> then we had the teacher who has been teaching him all along. Um... Who who's really pleasant and nice and like adores him give the exam and then she talked to him and he would respond in Chinese and then she was like well, well, well don't do you want to go to you know the native course and he's like no 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 no, do you teach a native course and she's like no I don't and then she's he's, she's like he's like well no I want you to teach me the rest of like my time here and I never want to you know graduate like um reception two or what you know the, the grade level he's in he's like I never want to graduate <laughs> because I want to stay here with you so I was just like oh <laughs> so frustrating so you know these kids and their different learning styles and then I was just like hmm how's this like at home now I'm not gonna let you like have ice cream unless you you know spend dinner talking to me in Chinese right <laughs> like or just I don't know like stick I mean does that make me a bad mom I'm like bribing him you know, slash I'm oh, like, sorry,
5: yeah I'll tell you learning styles because you're talking about learning styles. I'm not really a learning styles person, but I will tell you and explore this because I'm not sure at all. But um, one of the one of the learning styles, if you want to say it, but um, Gardner, Howard Gardner does this is existential. So this is something that um, is the most frustrating is there are children that are existential and that's their learning. They learn everything from the outside in. So your son may be starting with the universe and coming down to what room are we in? and he, at his very young age, especially if he has um, this gifts and talents that run in your DNA, is he's frustrated. Why is the teacher wasting his time? Ask me a better question. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. (sighs) What are you talking, you're wasting my time. Ask me about my favorite part of outside. Ask me about my favorite part of this. Ask me, you know, meaningful, me, that I'm me, who cares? I'm not like everybody else. So that's just something if you're going to practice Mandarin um, during dinner, which I definitely, um, I would recommend, but ask him those meaningful questions that's existential. And that's the reason they want, those students want to exist. They're like me. I have to make meaning out of everything, or I'm not going to stick around with being
7: my imagination.
5: So I love so that.
0: We're trying. I mean, I, they were like, well, how come he doesn't like, tell us how many times he brushes his teeth. I'm like, because that's boring. And they're like, well, we, he has to learn about like everyday life Chinese. And I'm like, well, can we like build a robot with him using Chinese? And they're like, oh, he likes robots? I was like, yes, he likes robots. He likes Legos. He like made a map of the universe. Like, can you talk to him about like how to say planet names in Chinese? Like, I mean, I don't know how. And like, he doesn't care about like, you know, they're like, well, he knows how to say chocolate and ice cream and cookie. And I'm like, of course, because he likes those things. Can you just like, And I'm like, how how is this? Like, here's like several hundred things he likes. Can you just talk about the things he likes? Like, oh gosh, and I I feel Um, like yeah.
6: uh, I was going to say to you guys, uh, I think I'm older than most of you here, and and I've got two kids who've done reasonably well. Uh, uh, And uh, Joanna, I wanted to tell you that I knew Bob Edwards when he was doing the IVF and loose long long time ago that was. uh, But um, uh, I I think your Daughter will do well uh, just by osmosis. So this is my advice: would be don't worry what happens in school. Let them do what they want, but expose them to uh, uh, whoever you interact with. Right? Uh, I my kids used to go to the university. Uh, I just want to finish this. I got to go to a meeting. Uh, but. Um, Expose them to everybody you meet with, and treat them like explain things to them. But don't worry what happens in class. And I wanted to say to, uh, uh, is it Nihar? Uh, oh, it, it's Neve. Yeah.
2: Neve, Sorry.
0: And oh, we pause. keep. I'm so sorry. We, we actually have to just pronounce you phonetically, and, and we have to click on your bio. And I think Neve, you have to actually maybe put its pronunciation yeah. in your bio.
6: Especially for people like me who are so dyslexic. Sorry. Uh, uh, I don't sorry. No. Niamh, just wanted to say you talked about stress earlier on and Sina did a study, nearly 10th century, a scholar, uh, did a study where he put a wolf and a lamb in a cage next to each other and the lamb died. So stress is self-inflicted uh, and we need to, uh, and that was the fundamentals of it, so we need to reassess ourselves and, and not get stressed by it. Uh, things because it's all about us. So, uh, what Muhammad Al said, me, we. So, you know, uh, don't worry about you, worry about others, and then you'll be fine. Sorry, Jennifer, I have to. No,
0: but, but see, you're amazing. And actually, what you just said about osmosis, I want to just quickly tie that in with Giovanna because uh, I just learned today that, like, in the, the the basically, um, they were trying to find out why there was such a prevalence in nut allergies. Uh, and they figured out that the petri dish where they were like you know the substrate where they put like a, a lot of the um uh the ivf um you know the the embryos the eggs everything before in the past now they stopped after they discovered this trend but it used to be from like it used to contain peanuts so basically you are when you're surrounded by um you know the good things and not too much of any one thing that's ideal so now they like that's why they refrain from using um nut product or any like uh allergizing product in um in the 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 uh during the IVF um process, you know, with you know the eggs and embryos now. So I just thought I would throw that out for you. That's a new trivia thing I learned today. Okay. Um so Professor Steve, I know you have to go, but you uh, you can definitely ping in um again whenever you're free to talk. I know Sebastian is on the phone. I would like to welcome again and thank for the patience, Sean, Jamal, Tom, and Mohammed. Sometimes we just banter amongst ourselves because we've been doing this room on a weekly basis for over six months. So that's why sometimes some, some of the mods and I might feel like very over familiar is because we were like, we've been talking <laughs> on a weekly basis and spending time with each other. And uh, I think, you know, we're going to get very good at it after we do the requisite Was it 10,000 10, hours, is it? So we have 10,000 episodes of this. I'm just kidding. But I'm just, uh, we're, we're going to get very good at like, you know, podcasting for each other. And, um, you know, Dr. Bev is like, quick slide our hand, you know, put my, oh, I was going to say, if you guys could, I need 40 more followers to get um, creator tools on YouTube. Otherwise, I'm maxed out at loading my videos. So you can see some of my old TED Talks as well as, um, te- sorry, TEDx talks as well as some of the BBC interviews and CNBC. And there's actually more um some of them are on genclub.com but um we haven't been able to load it fast enough and i just created my youtube channel like literally like uh right after winning that international piano competition uh, i will close the room later with some piano or do classical piano because it was fun to open with disney but um i'll probably do something like, you know classical um afterwards um and uh yeah if you can um just uh you know this podcast is for free but if you guys can help me get to like um you know, 40 more subscribers on the YouTube room. I mean, sorry, the YouTube channel. That would really, really, really help me so much. That's like the only thing I ask in lieu of tipping me. And I promise, like, it's interesting stuff. And if you don't, if you don't like it, um, you can always unsubscribe later. But um, I promise not to spam you and only put up, uh, or or hopefully only put up good stuff. Um, or have my team put up good stuff. So uh, okay, we're gonna move on. Uh, I see Sebastian still on the phone, so we're gonna go to Sean and then Jamal and then Tom and then Mohammed. Um, So Sean, are you there? Can you flash? Oh my gosh, you are. You guys are seriously the most patient, awesome, you know, involved people on ever. Okay, Sean, go for it. Give us some intro on you uh, and uh, your best sort of tips uh, if you hearing us like go off for so long.
8: (laughs) Hey, I hope everyone can hear me. Uh, All right. I have my noise cancelling headphones on that I've missed so much since uh, I'm not commuting anymore. I think that that was like you don't realize how much how much that is part of your personality until you don't do it anymore. Um, Really enjoying the room and you know all the all the things that people are talking about. So amazing. Um, So I live in New Jersey and I work for the state. I'm an instructional designer and I work mostly with. Foster parents and doing continuing education for them as well as youth and getting them getting them ready to uh, You know, I have actually haven't started that part of my job <laughs> just yet But uh getting them ready to take the next step after high school youth programs um, so I designed mostly e-learning modules and uh, Design UX for them. So As for the tips and learning better, um, I would say there's so many things you guys are talking about that are so great, but if I was going to focus on one thing that I think wasn't really touched on just yet would be personalization of uh, education and how um, nowadays everything is online. So kind of making that space very, um, very personal for people, you know, have them go into their portal and all of their things are there and they feel like, Oh my God, this is what I did before this. And this is what I did. This is what I'm going to do. And these are the people that I want to see and uh, all these different uh, ways that make us feel at home in our learning environment virtually. Um, I read, I read this great book. Uh, that was talking about the
9: personaliza- personalization of, of the Disney experience and how it's
8: like the most amazing thing in the world. And it really is. I mean, with the with the magic bracelets and, um, you know, people can, while you're in the park, they can find you and they can see where you've been and where you're going and all these things just through a bracelet. And uh, that's, that's a tip for teaching better and uh, creating learning better. That's my, my little tip. But um, another thing I'd like to talk about, um, about learning is I I watched this movie last night on Netflix called Captain Fantastic. And it was about a a guy who, him and his wife, uh, they they were teaching their kids living off the grid in a bus and stuff like that. And they were just so like, uh, (laughs) you know, against capitalism and all these different things. And it was a, it was a really great movie thinking about different like modalities of learning and, you know, how you can shape the ideas of a child and and stuff like that, or even, um, shape the ideas of the people around you. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. Um, thanks for letting me talk. You know, just looking forward to listening more. I'm done speaking. Thank you.
0: Wow. Thank you, uh, Sean. I, uh, I, um, first of all, like uh, what you just said about, uh, I'm going to uh, pass it to Niam after because I saw her clapping and maybe she wants to chime in as well. And anyone mods want to chime in, as uh, you feel free to give me a flash too. But um, Sean, what you said about like personalization. Of like learning and personalization of resources, that is ultimately probably going to be have to be the future. Like, how do we, you know, automate that personalization, right? How do we, uh, how do we make it so that the learning itself is sort of iterating? I mean, one thing that I've been trying to do with my kids um, is have them create their own learning materials. So before, when I was, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, when I was just, like, oh, my gosh, they're not, like, doing the practice, they're not doing this, they're not doing that, and they're, like, you know, my, my three-year-old is, like, not concentrating on Zoom, and the Zoom is, like, three hours a day. Like, I realized I had to gamify it, and I had to personalize it for them. So I was literally, like, t- I was telling my son, I was, like, I'll buy you a spaceship to build if you make, uh you know, if you uh, make $100 in Monopoly money. And then they were work to learn about money that day. And uh, I would... Be like, I would say like, okay, if you like eat all your breakfast, you get like two dollars. If you do this, yeah, I would assign a monetary value. Then they were like, then they were very smart. They thought outside the box. They said, huh, I don't want to use the monopoly money. Can I just make my own bills? And then they made their own bills, which I thought was like very smart. They made their own currency, so they, you know, taught me
8: yeah that's that's great and as you were saying about the spaceship like imagine if he got to jump into his spaceship every he morning actually before, made he his
0: spaceship psyched. we we bought a cardboard <laughs> yeah. um we bought a recycled cardboard and we made a spaceship with like wings and all this other stuff for him and then we made like a obstacle course for him to navigate the spaceship through it was really fun he liked it more than his electric car like he yeah, there's a mini electric car and he actually i mean that he can ride in He likes, like he has a miniature version of a ferrari car and he preferred that cardboard spaceship. Because he got to decorate himself. So exactly. Uh, Sean, I'm giving a follow now because um uh I actually I'm not really good with Twitter DMs and also because uh um uh Twitter is sporadic in terms of uh me being able to use it in Hong Kong and Greater China. I'm a little better on Instagram. So if you could send uh um me a DM uh uh later, we'd I'd love to have you in the our community um and eventually our moderator back channel if you'd like, or or even our moderator back channel. I really loved your share tonight.
8: Thank you, thank you. Well, I mean, it is tonight where you are. I mean, it's
0: the it's not even noon yet where I'm at. <laughs> exactly. I'm from the I'm from it's the great, U- yeah. I'm from the U.S. and most of my investment committee is very distributed across Europe and U.S. right now. So um, I have to be just very, uh, you know, uh, you can if you listen in um, and you follow this club and then follow me and the other ones and stage, you'll see us when we open other rooms but um also uh i close the rooms actually with the space analogy so you stick around you'll hear how we close these rooms um and then the other thing is that niam is a singer i keep forgetting that so niam if you'd like to are you a singer you are a singer right yeah i can sing
2: too um yeah uh, like i keep
0: definitely... calling you niam sorry neve <laughs> neve oh my goodness I... neve is a singer. <laughs> my <laughs> really
2: name that you need to remember, I don't mind at all. um I am a singer, absolutely at some point to write the um yeah I, I'll, I'll sing for you no problem I just might need to warm up my voice a little bit um and I don't have a full microphone set up so it'll just be sort of piano or phone on top of piano so almost like you're sitting next to me when I'm playing <laughs> um so it will be very live but I'm more than happy to play at some point um yeah when you've got a window and let me just warm up a little bit there thanks
0: yeah for sure I'm thinking maybe um uh, after Jamal or Tom or whenever you feel like you're okay, you can give a flash and then we can have a, like, a little bit of a music reset and then I'll close the room with the piano later, but this is great. I love having musicians. And there was one time in our ed tech room where I did a live, um, duet with uh, the cellist and then I did another one with a violinist when they were in my rooms, but we usually have our music rooms on Saturday with like a uh, professional violinists, pianist and people like me who came out of retirement during pandemic and relearned our old habits. So, um, yeah, and started winning competitions. Uh, oh, the other thing is, I I um I'll, I'll update you guys too later. But I got invited to be the pianist in residence for two of the orchestras here in Hong Kong, um, as well as I will be playing with the one in Poland um, as the winner of the the Chopin International one. So I'll be playing. Maybe I'll be there this summer if if I travel and if the kids can get their vaccines, hopefully. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to. Oh, it looks like Sebastian's back. So, Sebastian, would you like to give a, a quick intro and your tip, and then we'll go over to Jamal.
9: Oh, hi, Jennifer. Hi, long time no uh, talk. <laughs> um, being busy well, with projects, that's, um, just like made other people, so I'd like to chime in about the uh, the topic of learning, working, and uh, possibly mindset. Um, as it's probably very, important for every one of us to have all these um, bolted together and have these uh, you know, work in a more efficient way. Um, because I personally have um, been in the tech space for a number of years now, so I can maybe say something about uh, some of the tips and, well, not tips, but from personal experience I've had in the past. Uh, for example, in learning. Um, especially if it's in the technology in the, um, industry where people need to learn a new, sk- new uh, skill set like uh, coding or uh, maybe uh, uh, online tutorials or even YouTube and have, for example, uh, turn on their transcript because a lot of material out there they will have the a trans- uh, corresponding transcript so you don't have to uh, type out what they're saying and so you actually be, um, you, I mean I personally feel that it's more engaging when I'm learning something. Well, no matter if it's technology or something that I would like to uh, be familiarized with. Um, especially I mean, st- since I'm in coding, uh, I'll probably just say more about the concept of learning something new because technology is really uh, revolving really, really fast um, in every technology stack, for example, the front-end, back-end, and databases. And there's probably new frame work uh, you know, being delivered, uh, coming out every single week or every single month. So the idea is, uh, I would say, is to um, learn you know, design patterns, which are uh, basically small uh, repeatable uses uh, of um, a technology, framework that you can use over and over again, so that if you've got new technology coming up, then you can actually expand on what you've learned previously. Uh, so that's why in the past I was able to switch between uh, you know, old technology software to newer ones based on these uh, concepts. Um, don't just just that as well. Switching between jobs, between careers, um, you know, trying to link what you've learned before to uh, apply it to a new skill set, a new job even, uh, based on what you've learned uh, in the past. Um, and I and I think for working, working. Um, I think personally, I think that's COVID has actually uh, been a blessing in disguise for me because previously, when I wanted to work remotely, and it's really justify. Um, and justifiable for uh, clients say, "Oh, why do you need to work remotely?" Um, because clients always need to, um, you know, see employees or uh, contractors to be visible, to be working. But in fact, uh, when we are actually working remotely, we actually re- do even more uh, uh, more hours and get more done because there's less time to travel, less pain, and less I mean, even less uh, uh, office politics.